1: Race day for NASCAR's longest event of the year. Eric Jones got up into the fence. DeBenedetto has done some significant damage to the right side of his Toyota. Truex has done some damage to the right side of his car. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he slides through the
2: chicane. Kenny Hamilton's gotten down
1: the outside wall. Yet another Joe Gibbs racing machine with right front damage. He'll bring out the caution. Ooh, ooh, oh, boy, ooh the one car oh, goes down. No.
3: That's a huge crash
1: between Kyle Larson and Austin Dillon. Oh. Kuzlowski sideways.
3: Have a new race with a sprint to the checkered flag. Four wide on turn
0: two. Four
3: wide down into turn
1: three. Here they come. You, two Up four. On a come. on, Checkered flag in the air. Martin Truex wins the Coca-Cola 600. You're a man. A look back at a crazy Coca-Cola 600, and welcome to NASCAR America, Motor Mouse Marty Snyder here. Kyle Petty right there, Nate Ryan over here from NBCSports.com. Guys, I thought the Coke 600 had honestly some yeah. of the best racing of the year. What did you think?
2: Yeah, look, look I said it, and we were, we were on Monday. I said it then. That race, when you say, why should there be a 600-mile race? You say, that race right there. The race we watched Saturday night is why there should be a 600-mile race. You saw guys run up front in the beginning. They faded towards the end, guys at the beginning that were in the back. Transferred to the front. So much went on, strategy wise, adjustment wise. And when you look at it, it's a different kind of racing. And these guys were worn out at the end. It was a physical contest and a mental contest to them.
4: I mean,
1: it was a four-wide pass for the for the win. Yeah. And yeah. You don't and get that every yeah. every and race. It's
4: what we've seen now in NASCAR, three straight weeks, mile and a half tracks at night. Brad Keslowski said at Kansas, nighttime is the new daytime with yeah. his rules package. There's something about the track conditions at night with these mile-and-a-half tracks that's conducive to passing to action
1: with the rules. Certainly fun to look back at that, but now we begin the summer grind. Let's take a look at today's starting grid, officially halfway through the regular season now. So who's in and who's out when it comes to playoff time? Time to start thinking about that. Tyler Reddick joins us live on the set. We'll talk to the RCR driver about all of his success in 2019, including a Charlotte win this past weekend. So we kind of all agree, Gibson and two best teams in Cup right now. So who's third on that list, Stuart Haas, or has Hendrick Motorsports maybe passed Stuart Haas racing? So to the point of being halfway through the regular season, here's the playoff picture in the Cup Series. Six drivers have locked their way into the championship playoff hunt with a win. But as you get to this half of the season, Kyle, we really start focusing on that 16 line and, man, there are some big names around that line. I mean, if you look, Jimmy Johnson is close to that line. William Byron, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones. I mean, it's going to be an
2: interesting second half of the regular season. You know, it, it, when, I, when you look at that list, and you're right, there's a lot of big names there. But, but I think the one thing I look at when I look at all of those names are the potential for any one of those teams to just get hot. And sure. move way up into that top 16. You know what I mean? I mean, you look at Stenthouse, how he's run. You look at Jimmy. You look at Byron. You look at the guys that are right there on that bubble. It's not like it's been in the past for me when I've looked at it and said, well, that guy's run that way all year long. These guys yeah. have had some bright spots. Some of these guys, they've just had not had consistency. Some One of these teams has to get a consistent, like we saw uh, Alex Bowman, sure. get consistent and just mm-hmm. jump up into that top 16. Three or four weeks in a row, boom, you can make huge moves we're still at a place in the season where if one of these teams or two of these teams really get consistent and knock out some top fives, knock out some top tens, they'll move in. But I think
4: there are big questions about
2: if any of those teams can be consistent. Oh, yeah, and
4: Kyle Larson
2: that especially. Is, I mean, yeah.
4: it feels like he's regressed a little bit this season versus previous years. I mean, Kurt Busch is running well at Ganassi, but aside from the All-Star race, I, it doesn't seem yeah. as if this is Kyle Larson's year. And, you know, obviously a lot of questions about you know, his future and that team, and then Eric Jones even more so. I mean, yeah. it's contract year for that driver. There's been all this speculation that's swirled right. around. You know, yeah. What does he need to do to ensure that he's going to be Joe Gibbs Racing long term? And a win would go
2: a long way to help Yeah, that. and I, I think you look at it, and, and you're exactly right. That, that is the question, and you phrased it perfect. Can they get consistent? Mm-hmm. Because we know, if you look at their teammates who are up in the top five and right. up in the top ten, right. the equipment's there. The equipment's there. Something's not gelling with the teams, whether it's driver and crew chief, whether it's crew chief and pit, pit crew. No matter what it is, they're just missing it, and they're just not consistent. And you got to wonder,
1: I mean, as he sees his teammates winning, clearly the 19 is, is maybe the best team right now, along with the 18. They're 1-2. It's got to put more pressure on this kid to go, hey, I, I, not only do I have to win to help myself get in the playoffs, I might have to win to fight for my career at this point.
2: You know, I, I think when you're I think everybody believes Eric Jones has a phenomenal future and tons of potential. But when your teammates continue, continue to spank you week in and week right. out, you know what I mean? You have to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing wrong? Because a part of that is me. Part of that's you as a driver of the equation. Now part of it's the team and everything else. But I think for Eric, what Eric needs to do is find that consistency but just run eighth or ninth every week. Just run 10th or 12th. Show me you can find your place and establish a beachhead and then go. You can't just hail Marriott every week and say, well, we finished 20th last week. We're gonna win this week. Right. It's not gonna happen that way. Establish a place that you can build from. And I just don't believe this year that they've established that beachhead. I don't I think you're right. But I think that the hard part
4: there for me, Kyle, to understand that is I mean he's what, 23 years old yeah. and you know, third season in Cup, and again, like a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure. On him to, to stay in that ride and to stay in this series, and I, I'll go back even to the playoffs last year, where you know, a lot of people were picking him as the trendy dark horse. Mm, the playoffs yeah. went awry quickly for him, and really, you know, much like Larson, it just doesn't seem like yeah. they've gotten on track. So I, I, I think you're right. I yeah. think like it's, it would be good, good if they could establish the consistency, but I mean, how do you do that with all these other things sort yeah. of swirling around?
1: Yeah. And you think about the pressure on him; it's really from two ends. So you have the teammates who are successful. Yeah. And then you have Christopher Bell who's sitting there waiting, yeah. just waiting for that shot. And, you know, Toyota like, mind yeah. make, yeah.
2: It's not like there's somebody, there's not anybody behind well, you.
3: Know <laughs> I mean? you're Correct. looking that's over I'm the saying. shoulder.
2: He's and really that guy's true. getting closer every week. That's right. that's tough. From you know? both sides, and no doubt about it. Of course, it's uh, Motor Mouse. We want to hear
1: from you guys at 844 NASCAR NBC. Carl, Akron, Ohio, you lead it off. As always, you're, you're undefeated on the show, Carl. <laughs> undefeated on the show this year.
3: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you, buddy? Uh, Good. Uh, With that being said, with the performance in the Coca-Cola 600 and of lately, would you put Hendrick Motorsports, would you say they're even, or even with Chase's win, past Stuart Haas as the third best team in NASCAR right now?
1: That's a great point. That's our topic of who's really the third best team. If you consider Gibbs and Penske, (laughs) 1-2 is Stuart Haas or Hendrick. The third team. I think Hendrick right now has passed Stuart Haas a little bit speed-wise. But I thought Kevin Harvick made a great point today, Kyle, on his radio show. He said, I feel like speed-wise, we're equal with the Penske cars right now, that they're not as good as they were
2: to start the year. You know what? I I don't. I'm not going to give. give, And we talked about it on, on Monday. What is Stuart Haas missing? Kevin Harvick. You know, he's not having that year that he had a couple of years ago for for the last two or three years. He and Rodney are not putting up those numbers. They're not throwing it out there. Eric Almirola is one of their fastest cars every week. I think Daniel Suarez has done a great job this year. He's not been consistent, another guy who's not been. But he's had moments of brilliance. Clint Boyer is Clint Boyer. We we know what we're going to get out of him. We've seen him no matter where he's driven. He always has the same kind of year. He'll have four or five good races and a couple of bad ones, four or five good. But... I look at Hendrick, and I look at him, and I say, I, I will go back again, and I say, it. I know that, that Alex Bowman has put himself and has run second a couple of weeks in a row. And I know where Chase is at. I know where all this stuff's at. But I still don't believe there is a third team. I'm sorry. Hmm. I think there's Gibbs. I think there's Penske. And then there's everybody else. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. And one week, it'll be the Stuart Haas group. And one week, it'll be the Hendrick group. And one week, it may be the Ganassi group with Kyle Larson. or with. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. I just don't believe there's there's anybody that's moved into, as we had last year, the big three. I don't think there is a third
4: team. I, I mean, I don't know if you can say over the course of several weeks, but I, I know you love yeah. it when we trip and fall into snapbooks. And I'm going to look, yeah. at, that's right. gonna look no. at my snapbook Here from, <laughs> Here from the couple of 600 on Sunday night. And, you know, you had four Hendrick drivers all finish ahead of the highest finishing Stuart Haas driver, yeah. which was Kevin Harvick in 10th. Yeah. So Hendrick has three top 10s for the first time in three years. Yep. And Stuart Haas has yeah. one guy in the top 10, 10th, and Harvick. And, I, I mean, yeah, no, Harvick no, no. had the fastest car in Kansas. But yeah. to me, I think if you look at the mile-and-a-half performance grant, all mile-and-a-half tracks these last three weeks,
2: but Hendrick, I think, has really made, made the case that right now they're ahead of Stuart Haas. I, 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 th- I, think, they've made, I think they've made gains. But if we go to the, to the Charlotte World 300... Then they're not in the they're not in the race, and Kevin Harvick's getting ready to lap Jimmy Johnson. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's a tale of two races over there. So yeah, that's yeah. why I disregard and kind of it's an outlier to me. That's such a drastic sweep of a, of a change for that race. Um, it's a little bit, Charlotte has always been a little bit of an outlier right, for me right. when I look statistically when I look at it like that. But again, again, you know, it it fascinates me that we all held the king. Hendrick Motorsports puts three cars in the top ten. This is a four. team four. This is a team <laughs> that used to put four in the top five. True. You, you know what I mean? True. So we're, we're we're giving them credit for being back in the game, but I still don't believe they're in the Penske or the Gibbs game. And I don't believe, in my mind, they're still not above Stewart Haas. They're they may be equal, but they're they're still not above. Well, and that's your, just me. Sorry. Well,
1: and to your point, the other team has has changed every week. You go back to Kansas; it was Kevin Harvick in yeah. that team. They they yeah. showed all the speed, obviously, this week. Hendrick Motorsports, so there's certainly some merit to what you were saying earlier. Rusty from Connecticut. How are you, Rusty? What's on your mind today? Pretty good, guys. Pretty good. Hey, I've got a question about Kyle Larson making the playoffs. He looked like he was a little dizzy last weekend after that interview after the race, the Mm all-star race. He thought there was points available.
2: Has he Mm -hmm. hit his head or something? (laughs) I want to say this, the number three team could be SHR if those scientists can get their act together over there.
4: I, I don't think that Kyle Larson uh, being l- uh, less than cognizant about the fact that the All-Star race was a true yeah. exhibition race with no sorts of playoff points. That's not indicative of his mental state. That's no. just Kyle Larson, I think. That's just Kyle
2: Larson being Kyle Th- Larson. The way he is, yeah. yeah. yeah I think Listen, was, Kyle Larson got a million dollars. Who cares about the points? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's kind but, of way out.
1: But to Rusty's point, yeah. and then this was what we're really talking about when we start focusing on that cut line. Does Kyle Larson make the playoffs in 2019, which I never would have this fathomed would be a
2: question halfway through the regular season. If you take what he's done as, as any indication of what this season is, then no. The answer is no. He mm-hmm. do, he, doesn't, he can't hang on. He, he can't hang on having a decent race, two bad races, a great race two bad races. You just can't hang on that way.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think, especially you look at Kurt Busch, his teammate, is almost 100 points ahead of him. Yeah. And I wow. feel like he's starting to tail off a little bit, and I don't know if Ganassi is going to have that, that kick here yeah. through the summer. Uh And if they don't, then I think it's going to take some sort of maybe miracle
2: win yeah. for Larson to get in. Remember, and you you nailed it, okay, or you, you said it. It's the summer grind. It's This tough. is just where you get down and you do work. Right. You do it week in and week out. It's a hard time to be making gains. Mm-hmm. It's a hard time to be jumping ahead and get on that streak. Very few guys do it in the summer. Very, very few teams. Right. They just grind through this part, keep their places and points, and get ready for the playoff system. A lot of them do, you know. And and they experiment sometimes. But don't get me wrong. But it's tough to come out of this part.
1: I look at three of the next four tracks for Larson. I think this weekend at Pocono, they've always run well. Michigan, he's won a number of times. And then you look at Chicagoland, where we kick off our half yeah. of the season. He really is very strong at Chicago because he can run that top line. So I'm, you'll you'll really tell, in my opinion, but, in yeah. the next few weeks, if they're really going to be a player yeah. or
2: they're not going to yeah, be yeah, a Yeah, but player. but listen, this package, this package, and we can talk top line and high line and all this stuff. You watch this package, three and four wide, there is no high line. You know what I mean? I mean, it's so yeah. – it's changed yeah. the racing. The racing right. has changed, and I'm not say, saying it's been a beneficial change for Kyle Larson.
1: Well, coming up, fresh off his win Saturday in Charlotte, Xfinity Series champ Tyler Reddick joins us on the set. Plus, is there a new number one in our NBC Sports Power Rankings? Or maybe three number ones? Nate will have to explain that, and we want to hear from you. Call us at 844-NASCAR-NBC or tweet us with the hashtag, let me say this. His win winning the Coca-Cola 600 was his third in the last five rankings and has vaulted him to number one in the NBCSports.com power rankings. Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott tied for second. There you see those power rankings. You can check them out on NBCSports.com. And so there you go. I thought it was three number ones. It was a tie for second. Tie for, second. Second. Yeah, tie for yeah. second. But, I mean, anyone disagree it's with three True number X? twos. <laughs> anyone disagree <laughs> with X being the number one or what?
2: No, not really. Not after the last two or four weeks. I don't think you can argue that. Right. Yeah, I mean. They figured out the system yeah. at Gibbs, and they've been on fire. I mean, yeah. They've, they've, they've got it going on. Yeah, For what? It, yeah, they have, and which surprises me. I, I, I really thought it would take them a little bit longer to conform to working in a cubicle. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? From being, from, being, from being out in Colorado and working on their own and having free reign to do whatever they wanted to, I really thought to, to be conformed to a system right. and work inside right. that system... Would be a little harder than it has, which is a tribute to Truex and the Cole Pern. Yeah, that they I can kind of see Cole
4: Pern isn't really cut yeah. out for like nine to five. He's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, line. My I'll tell you yeah. that's my point. Yeah. But that's my point. He's done a fair. great job. That's
2: fair. Great job. Yeah. Uh, just to the right of
1: Nate, you'll see our power rankings as we voted them, so you can see what uh, what we voted on. Um, here's mine, by the way, which I don't. I I couldn't figure out who I wanted to put number ten. They were all were kind of blase picks to me, so I put Tyler Reddick. I mean, he's won two of the last oh, three Finning yeah, series. That's allowed. Races. I mean, you can you guys had Christopher Bell. You guys had Christopher Bell as number two at <laughs> yeah. one point. Yeah. Kyle yeah, loves these rules. <laughs> yeah,
2: I love the rules. I this tabular rasa <laughs> thing that we <laughs> right. have. Yeah, yeah, put a link driver. there. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I have my. Chase Elliott
4: as is, is my number one. I had Truex as number two and uh, Logano number three. Kyle Busch number four. I just feel like again, like Hendrick has been so good the last three weeks, and I
1: think Elliott. I think and I should lost got, right. That's I, good. I could I could go with that, but I don't understand Chase Elliott as number one though would be my only argument. He's got a win. He's got yeah top five Martin speed left. He has a lot of them. He, he has
2: he has three. I put Pagano and, and uh, Lewis Hamilton in mine. You should have
1: actually. Here's yours, Kyle. He <laughs> you could have put Pagano as number ten. He's still leading laps yes. five hundred. But you had Busher in your top ten, which I like. I like that, Kyle. I mean, that, Busher was in our top ten as well. The
2: overall. Listen, listen For for and I'm I'm a firm believer. When these guys, like a Busher, with with that team, mm-hmm. when they step into the, that's huge. That's a huge win right. for those guys. You know, we we, I mean, and I laugh and I make jokes. You know, we expect the Hendrick Motorsports team to be one, two, three, four. You know, week in, week out. You expect Busher in this crowd to be sixteenth, seventeenth, or eighteenth. That's a huge accomplishment. Right. Uh, in any race for those guys. Um, Corey LaJoy, yeah. this past week, running twelve. Right. Huge accomplishment for these teams, and they deserve the credit and, and need to get a little light shone shine on them whenever that happens. Well, and Busher and
1: his team, you look at the things they overcame yes. in the Coke 600 yeah. and able to come back and finish top 10. is pretty amazing. So let's get some of your phone calls. Uh, hear what you think about power rankings. We'll start with Hunter in Virginia. Hunter, what's on your mind today? Yeah, guys, I, I just want to know, what Hendrick driver do y'all think has the best shot at winning the championship? Hmm. Interesting. So I'm in a car. It, it, it what, year? An easy what year was the question? Talking? 2019. Oh, we're talking this year. I didn't know I what would have been clarification coming into the year, but 2008
2: I'm sorry. Might have been a hard to would it. I think Chase yeah, yeah, that's their their that's their choice. That's their horse. But
1: to to Hunter's point, there's more people in the conversation now than just Chase Elliott, which is Again, different. I think Chase. <laughs>
0: okay.
3: I,
1: mean, I, know, I know he's trying to jam more people in the conversation, but I think Chase. Well, there is a
4: seven-time champion who would yeah. be a part of that conversation, yeah. but he just hasn't shown. I mean, to me, like Jimmy Johnson, you could argue, might be the fourth yeah. Hendrick driver right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe not behind that, Byron, yes. but certainly
2: yeah. he's behind Bowman and Elliott yeah. the last few weeks. Yeah you, yeah, you can definitely argue that that he's trying to fight his way back to the top of that, that heap. But I think it was that way last year, too. I think he was number two at best last year. Um, You know, he was never their number one driver. I think Chase is. and, And listen, I've said it a thousand times on this show. I give it to Rick Hendrick for taking that step and putting those young drivers in there and building towards 2021, 22, 23, 24 to have the next Jimmy Johnson, the next Jeff Gordon, the next group of drivers that will dominate.
1: Let's chat with Anthony in Florida. What's your question, Anthony? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. How are That's you? really good. To hear. Well, I'm doing really good, Marty. And uh, the question I wanted to ask, well, actually, before that, you know, since we're halfway through the regular season, it's hard to believe that Stuart Haas Racing has gone the first 13 races without a win. That hasn't even happened since 2011,
0: the year they won the championship. So my question to you three guys is, which of the
3: four Stuart Haas drivers will win first?
1: Kyle, mm. what do you think?
2: You, you just said but a I moment think, ago Eric Almirola's had the best speed. I, I think I think he's had the speed. I think he's had the speed. But but And I go back to one guy who will jump in and win a race and then just disappear again, and that's Clint Boyer. So I, you know what I mean, and I'm, I'm You're hard on Clint I'm, Boyer, I'm man. not hard on him. He said he only just, has five good races a year, and yeah, that's But it. but I want you to look. But I want you to look <laughs> into how it is. You know what I mean, and and but I think Clint is one of those guys during this grind because he's a grinder, he's a racer, mm-hmm. he's a guy. You know what I mean? That's going to get in there, and I think one of these races it can be a race where Clint Boyer jumps in and gets the first win for Stuart Haas. Yeah,
4: I mean to me it's Harvick. I mean he's had the fastest yeah. car at a few races this year. He he should have won Kansas if they don't have that problem with a pit stop. Uh, but I, yeah, I I, think Kyle's right. I mean, I think I think Boyer, he won last year at Michigan. Um, he could pop up at Pocono. I mean, Suarez nearly yeah. won Pocono last yes. year. So right. I, I think any of them could win, but it's just a question of, you know, can that team get ahead of where Gibbs and Penske yeah. and really
2: where I, Hendrick has been. For me, watching that team this year is... For whatever reason, they lose the track at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, all the all the Stuart Haas teams got better as the night went on. For some point, or as the race went on, for some reason, as an organization, they lose. They miss one pit stop, mm-hmm. one adjustment. And from then on, they're playing catch up. They're getting back to the top four. They're getting back to the top eight or ten. Um, and once they clean that up, then... They'll all be strong, I believe.
1: When you look at the next two tracks for Kevin Harvick, Pocono, Michigan, two very good racetracks for that team. Coming up next, the young man who is making all the right moves in the Xfinity Series, Tyler Reddick, who's won two of the last three races. He joins us on NASCAR America.
4: He has a talent. He will be a superstar in NASCAR in the Cup Division, and we want him to be at RCR
2: doing it. But we're so proud of of what he's been able to come over and do, and Randall and that whole race team has just done a wonderful job. I'm really proud of him.
1: High praise from a Hall of Famer, Richard Childress, talking about his young driver, Tyler Reddick, after his win, Saturday in the Xfinity Series at Charlotte. Look who's here. Tyler Reddick hanging out with us. Yeah. Hey, so when the boss says that, are you sitting there like, yes, let's
5: sign a contract right
2: now. I like that. You do this. You just carry a contract with you and just slide
1: it over.
5: It's not a a bad idea. Maybe I should have thought of that. uh, It's really, really cool. Not to just hear those words said, but when he's sitting right there and you hear him saying it about you, um, it's really nice. You know, I've been been really fortunate. I've only tore a point race car all year long, but, you know. That one time I did, he was like, you can do that all, all year long if you're going for wins <laughs> like that. So he's, he was okay with Las Vegas.
1: So this is Saturday's highlights, obviously. Big win for you there in the Xfinity Series. You've moved over uh, from Junior Motorsports to RCR this year. Nice celebration, by the way. Um, How did your life change after winning the championship last year? Because I, I think I think you we could argue you went into that race maybe as the underdog.
5: You came out on top. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely did. And, you know, the numbers didn't lie throughout most of the year. You know, us in that group, we... We had speed at times, but we didn't take advantage of the races that we were really good. So, you know, most of that year we just didn't get the wins. We didn't rack up the points that we needed to to put ourselves in a pretty cushioned spot throughout the playoffs. So we had to really dig and claw our way through each of those rounds. And we barely survived pretty much every single round just to get to Homestead. But our guys and and myself believe that if we got to Homestead, uh, we had the game plan going in there. We got to go test there in August that year. Uh, we knew we were going to do and how we were going to do it.
4: So not only have you been good in the Xfinity car tower, you've been strong with the, the cup starts that you've had as well. You were good at Daytona. You were top 10 at Kansas. And Richard Childress also during that news conference mentioned that they might find a couple more races for you this year. Do you know where those will be? And, or do you know where
5: you want them to be? <laughs> I think I know where they're going to be. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to happen yet. We're still working on that stuff. As you know, it, uh, cup racing is expensive. So we're just trying to line up all the all the right things and put them in the right spots. and. You know, if it falls in place, it will. Uh, running like we have been on the XFINITY side, running like we have been in the cup car at Kansas uh, definitely helps. So if we just keep that rolling, hopefully we can a couple starts happen.
4: Are, were you surprised how comfortable you've been in the Premier
5: Series? I mean, you just took to it immediately versus XFINITY? Or? Well, I think, you know, people talk about how easy, how much easier the cup cars are to drive now than they have been in the past. So I think that made the adjustment period a little bit easier uh, for me going into that race. Kansas is a place that is a mile and a half, and, you know, when I had the choice to pick which race I want to try and run, I like to pick the tracks that I feel like kind of fall back to my comfort zone. And Kansas is definitely one of those. I knew it was going to be a mile and a half race where you can move around a little bit. I actually saw more movement around the racetrack than I expected going into it. So it kind of all worked out. You know, we, we didn't really know how to, set, how to set up the car for how I was going to like it going into the race. <laughs> uh, we kind of got lucky and we had a car that would drive really good on restarts and would
2: have really good long run speed.
1: Worked out pretty well for you. Yeah. You
2: beat your teammates, by the way. So, yeah. so well, I got a little lucky too. You
0: know,
2: <laughs> and look, this is something I've wanted to ask. And, and this is, okay, back to the the cup stuff. Obviously, NBC picks it up at Chicago. So we can say that you'll, it'll probably be an NBC race, that you'll be starting a cup race again. <laughs> probably. Just thought <laughs> I'd throw see, that yeah. out I would there. say so, yeah. yeah exactly. That's that a safe now, bet. This is, the, I, I'm, I'm always fascinated. You win a championship with one team and come show up the next year with another team. How hard is that? A, a, as a driver, to, to leave one system that you won a championship with. It's not that you were just competitive there. You won a championship and then come into another system. It's definitely difficult, uh, you know. <laughs>
5: it's it's kind of one of those surreal moments. You won the championship, and you're like, oh, man, i gotta, I got to go somewhere else to yeah. do this again. Yeah, exactly. Start, start over again. Um, but, you know, I'd say the week after I won the championship, I was already up at the shop trying to get things going, get started, uh, and the vibes immediately. I've told this story a few times. The vibes I was getting from the people in the shop. Uh, the people I was going to be working with uh, just got me fired up right away. Yeah. Uh, they, they had the desire. They wanted to continue that. They're like, we want to go back and yeah. win another championship. They kind of joked around. Some would joke around. The pressure's on us. You went with somebody else. If we don't do it with you, You know, yeah. we failed you. So I definitely don't look at it that way. I knew it was going to be a tough effort. It's not easy. It's really difficult to win championships, especially with all the things that can go wrong in the playoffs. But to start the year we have, uh, the way we have, and, and already went two races and storing stage points, I think, in every single stage so far this year. We're doing the right things, and we keep running in the top five as much as we have. We'll keep winning races.
1: Are you driving the best you've ever driven in your career? And and if so, what's been the difference? Because to me, it almost seems like, and this is not the right way to put it, but you're caring less. Like, I don't care what they think about me. I'm going to do what I need to do to run my race. It seems like on that level, you don't
5: care what other people think anymore. Yeah, you know, I guess some of that is just seat time experience. I, I feel like... As I've ran more and more starts in the Xfinity car and you know, right off the bat when I knew how fast our cars were and how well we were already, you know, I, I think I've focused less on what the other cars are running for pace wise and practice and whatnot and focused more on ourselves. And that's that's helped me a lot, I think, a lot of these races. At Charlotte, we were we were really good in all day yeah. practice. So we didn't even yeah, need, need to worry about anybody. But, you know, we have had those days and those struggles where we struggled. Richmond was a struggle, Talladega. Could Have been a really bad race for us, mm-hmm. uh, but we were able to overcome some th- things along the way and still get top fives. And when you have races like that go that way, and right in the beginning of the year with a new group of guys, still able to rebound and finish well, um, it only just keeps getting better as the year goes on. And you guys will, as a group, you'll stick together better throughout those tough moments.
4: Tyler, we've got some questions coming in on Twitter with hashtag Let Me Say This. And I think people might know that you have a, a background in dirt with uh, Open Wheel, much like. Uh, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, and uh, at Fastpass News wants to know why
5: hasn't Tyler Reddick ran midgets
4: with Larson and Bell? Are you permitted to do any
5: moonlighting? I haven't ran midgets in a very long time. Okay. Uh, I've really, the only t- places I've really made official starts would have been at uh, Ducoin, I believe, in the indoor ar- arena there, and at the Chili Bowl twice. But I did a lot of laps around Manzanita, some other tracks out in Arizona. Uh, in California practicing. Um, but I was just too young and, you know, I was just too young to drive or race them. So it's one of those things that when I get back in it, people have always asked me like, like, uh, like this person here. Uh, but when I want to do it, I want to make sure I'm fresh. The times I've gone back around the chili bowl, I feel like I've been a little rusty on practice day and we should be working on our car, or we're working on the driver. So uh, I think it's definitely in the future at some point, whenever it makes sense. Right now, the Xfinity stuff's going so well. We're working on maybe some Cup stuff, like like Richard's kind of been hinting along the way. So want to stay as focused <laughs> as I can on Cup racing right. uh, and Xfinity racing for sure uh, and being welcome as much as I can be right now.
1: Maybe during the break, you can tell Kyle, just not on national TV. <laughs> yeah. Kyle wants to know where he's going to yeah. race. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we're going yeah, to be there. We're going to be there. Yeah, Tyler's
1: right. going to hang out with us for the rest of the show. We'll keep our topics going as well. But when we get back, we're going to get back to your calls. And if you've got a question for Tyler, ask him when Motor Mouse returns.
4: With their game one win, Patrice Bergeron, Bruce Cassidy, and
5: the Boston Bruins have now won eight straight playoff games tonight. They will host the St. Louis Blues in game number two. A special two-hour NHL Live from outside TD Garden in Boston begins next.
2: Man, Hank Williams Jr. (laughs) at the hockey game. Are you ready for some (laughs) hockey? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Catherine.
1: Uh, The Stanley Cup Finals continue from Boston. Look, there's Hank. That's Hank Jr. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) <laughs> are you ready for some hockey? It does look just yes, like it that. Yes, it does look like Hank. Uh, as I'm Catherine sorry. said, after we're done, stick with the NHL Mouse. Live. They'll get you ready for game two between the Blues and the Bruins. By the way, Kyle, sticking with his prediction that the Blues are going to win this series.
2: Yes. Just because of the stat, you know, okay. the, the Bruins were you. off 10 days, the Blues were <laughs> off 5, 6 series. You just yeah. got to know your hockey people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Petty saying there the Blues go. are going to win. I'm, I'm yeah. a Bruins guy myself. Um, by the way, t- uh, phone calls for Tyler Reddick, who's joining us here. And before we get the phone calls, I want to know, you've had the opportunity, Tyler, to drive for some unique people, driven from Brad Keselowski, Dell Jr., and now Richard Childress. So what's one unique quality you've kind of taken from
5: each each three guys? Well, the environments have been very different at, at all the all the shops I've raced at, but I've Above all else, I've been able to drive for some very unique and and very awesome car owners. Brad Kozlowski, obviously, Cup champion, Chip Ganassi, and that group has yep. won a lot of races and a lot of championships over a lot of different series. And uh, then to, to drive for for Dale Jr. at Junior Motorsports, I mean, I mean, it's Dale Jr. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> that's crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, so and then to jump and now I'm at RCR with uh, Richard Childress. I mean, it's. Some pretty that's pretty, pretty yeah, cool teams. I mean, it's that's hard to put it into much, words yeah. what, it's, that's crazy. what it's like to drive for teams like that. i sure you've
1: learned a little bit from yeah. each,
5: each individual, you know? Well, I've tried, and, you know, each environment's been different. You know, Brad Kozlowski Racing was 50 people, small. You really was able to – it was really easy to know every mm-hmm. single person at that race shop to jump to Chip Ganassi Racing where you got Cup, Xfinity programs, um, and a whole lot of other stuff going on. And a lot more people, you know, a lot more right. technology, that, that sort of stuff, to then kind of jump back down to this more small operation, Junior Motorsports, kind of get that feel again to then jump back again when we're talking to the big team at our CRF in <laughs> that's a good point.
1: Yeah, It's yeah. yeah, pretty yeah, interesting perspective. Is. So we want to hear from you, 844 NASCAR NBC. Let's go to Gary in North Carolina. What you got for Tyler, Gary? Hey, Tyler. Uh, you hold a mean will. You got two in your pocket right now. What motivates you to uh, keep going? I know winning is it, but what, what personally uh, motivates you to keep on chasing your dream?
5: Ah, uh, you know, this might sound a little lame, but I just have fun racing hard. I like passing people. Yeah. There's nothing, sometimes when I get out front, I don't know what to do when I'm out front Relieved, and I just don't know how hard to go. But one of the most fun <laughs> things in the world is just flat out just racing people and passing yeah. people. I just like passing people. At the same time, I hate being passed though. So I think that's probably one of the main things. Yeah. You know, collecting the trophies are cool. Probably one of the biggest drives for me to win the championship last year is I love the fact that my suit's got XFINITY Series champion on it now. Yeah. Uh, just one little detail. You get to keep the trophy. You get the rings. You get all that other stuff. But it's cool that I get to wear that on the fire That's suit cool. from now on. I
1: That's love good that answer. you closed the Talladega race. I mean, that, that wasn't the cleanest race in the world. No, but you came back not. and somehow <laughs> won this thing, and this last lap is insane.
5: Yeah, you know, I just I told myself that I wasn't going to let anyone by. I allowed Spencer Gallery to get by me. On the last lap here at talladega one year ago and i said the heck with it i'm gonna wreck myself and the whole field if i have to <laughs> I what the cost is. i'm winning like, this race and there's a yeah, couple of legit scary blocks oh yeah tyler yeah people i i don't realize it till i go back but tire marks left left and to the right and on the back straight away but but hey it's the last lap you gotta do what you gotta do if you can keep that car behind you and that you don't let them break your your draft on yeah. your quarter panel you can. You can be pretty aggressive and, and still go pretty fast like that. So. Yeah,
2: listen, we, t- we talk a-, a lot about things here um, and, and with different drivers and different things. But you, what's it like when you know you're on the roll, when you have that momentum and you go to a racetrack and you go, you roll in to the next track and it's like, yeah, we just, we just kicked butt over there, you know, and you have it with you. I mean, it's a different attitude. What's that like?
5: Well, you know, that's the thing. I, I feel like when I roll from one track to the next, even like if we win, like, say, Charlotte going into Pocono, you know, as soon as we win the race and we leave the racetrack, it's like reset button and we go into yeah. the next race. Yeah. So, I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm like down on myself going into the races, but I definitely don't walk in chest all puffed out feeling like I just, you know, yeah. dominated the world. But, Interesting. Uh, you know, I kind of it's it's like hitting the reset button. Maybe it's the dirt racing mentality because you go from one track and you could win and run really good and you go somewhere else with. Same group of guys, or maybe different group of guys, and not even make the show. So, yeah. uh, you know, I've had those rough days in dirt racing and, and other forms of racing too. And you know, I know how hard it can be every single week. So I know that you got to do everything you can going into that race. To prepare. Yeah. Gotta have a short memory in dirt racing, Very. right? I mean, because what y'all run would run eighty races a year or something like that. Yeah, I you? mean, you race a lot, uh, and you'd have more races you. Like to forget, <laughs> that you'd like to remember as you go yeah, along the way, yeah. uh, like especially the when you're learning. For back sure. in the day with your dad, yeah, right? run, yeah. what, 50, 50 60, 60 races, Man, races I, a year. I wish we could yeah, race 50 60 that. times a year. Oh yeah. I don't know how it would be possible, you but I, I'd be all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Really? You're the one guy in NASCAR yeah. who wants more races. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I, you know, I, th- I, I like the idea of the double headers and getting to race more. I mean, I know they're long races, but, uh, you know, I just like to race, and you know, maybe some of these. Some of these ideas of mine are a little okay, far-fetched. But. The,
2: in that same vein, we had the comment, we had the conversation when, when we walked in and you were sitting up there. 600-mile races. A lot of drivers have said, no, no more 600. What do you think about the 600?
5: Well, my, my race at Kansas was 400 miles, and we got to about 60 laps to go, and I'm like, this thing's already almost over? Like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, I need another 200, really? 200 miles. Yeah, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I find myself more times than not as I run these races, I'll make a mistake along the way, and I have to, I've had to pull myself out of it. Um, but you know, I find myself at the end of our Xfinity races more times than not saying, "Man, I wish I had one more, one more run or a couple more attempts to work on it and make it better." But. Yeah. I know some of the fans probably are sitting on their on their couch. You know, they probably have one or two many cold beverages, and they're getting a little tired <laughs> by the end of, some of our races. Um, but I guess that falls on us to make it a little bit more entertaining as we go on. You
1: are an anomaly. You want yeah. longer races, <laughs> more races
5: on the schedule. I've yeah. never heard anyone yeah. say that, Nate. Are, I mean, you, <laughs> do you tell your peers about this? And do they have any, like, strange reaction? Like, wait a second, man. Like, we're racing enough as it is. I mean, I, I guess they should be surprised. You know, I came from dirt racing, and we were talking about yeah. race so many times a year. My first part time year at Braxler's Racing, I think I ran sixteen times or something. <laughs> I about went stir crazy. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, you know, but it's taken up. It's allowed me to watch more sports and know what's going on outside yeah. of just racing. That there's there's a whole world out there for the exploring. So, uh, you know, not racing as much. I guess I know a little bit more about what's you, going on.
1: You should moonlight more, like Nate said. You know, you can do, do more things <laughs> outside dirt? of the Xfinity series on the dirt. So, Jace in Illinois has a question for you, Tyler. Jace, how are you?
2: Good. How about you guys?
1: Good. What you got for Tyler?
5: Well, my question for Tyler is, what's the best piece of advice he's gotten from Richard Childress himself? Uh, you know, he always likes to come up to me before the race and yeah. just, you know, tell me, just be smart. I mean, it's it's very simple stuff, but it's stuff that I too easily, as, as history has shown, I've, I've forgotten. You know, just be smart. Make sure they are at the end of the race. And, you know, I know if, they, if the team puts you in position to win this race, you can go out there and get it done. Yeah. And those are very simple words to hear, uh, but they're so very true. Uh, so many times last year, I was just too aggressive throughout most of the race, and I take myself out of it. And something we've been really good about most of the year, uh, so far in twenty nineteen, is just being there at the end of the race. And we've been able to capitalize on some good finishes, and we've been able to pull away a few good wins too.
1: Yeah. Do you find yourself asking him more questions than other owners, maybe, because he's, he, you know, he's Hall of Famer. I mean, he knows all the, he's been through everything that you're gonna go through.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's anything more. I guess I ask him more, more so than anybody else. Um, but I, I get get see him around a lot at the race shop. He's as Sure, some of you know, yeah. or, or so even those that don't know, Richard's very plugged in all the yeah. time at the race shop. When things are going good, and even more so when things aren't yeah. going so good. So it's always good to have him around here, what he's got to say. Um, it's always really cool to just see him in the shop. It gets me pumped up. Yeah, sure.
2: we just we just did a coffee with Kyle with, with Richard, and his best advice to me when I asked him was try the cab. The cab's the best. Uh, that, so I say that's the best advice shoulders gave me. Red wine, cab, not a cab. You sorry, sorry. Car, which is something it was Richard cab. Would say. It was Cabernet with cow. Something you
1: would say. Have
5: yes. you had his wine? I have. He actually got me a, a massive um, bottle of wine uh, in honor of uh, well, like your never l- labeled on it with the with the label labeled with the championship when oh, no, you drive I, everything. Cool. Yeah. He gave really? it to me. Cool. Uh, I think uh, Dale's got one. Yeah. Kelly's oh, that's got one. Cool. That's he cool. Out to like a, a gift and you
1: weren't even working yeah.
5: for him yet. I know, yeah, I know. Man, it, was, it, was, cool. it was a really cool that present. Is cool. Uh, I've, me and Dave Ellens have joked about that we're going to have to open it up here at some point and uh, and down that thing. But it's a big <laughs> bottle. It's, it's a massive bottle. It's going to take a little bit of work. I want uh, to buy a few more people than exactly just Yeah, me yeah. and Dave... Oof. You I do think we can do it. Add some Advil to the mix
1: there as well. So, hey, coming up, we'll have a doctor in the house. Not really, but he does play one on TV. It's next on NASCAR America.
3: Memorial Day weekend. Hundreds of thousands gathering in central Indiana. Simon Pagano sweeps it up
2: for and
3: Seven one-thousandths
1: of a second. Tyler Reddick it off all challengers. He led the most laps, and he's going to win. And shot
0: that up for a win number two of the year. For the second time in his career, Martin Truex Jr. wins the Coca-Cola
3: 600. Unreal job, man. Unreal job. You're
1: the man. Kyle, you thought last weekend was packed. Check this weekend's schedule out. There's a lot going on this weekend. you got the Cup Series in Pocono, yes. IMSA IndyCar in Detroit, and then a little motocross action, Lakewood, Colorado on NBC Sports Gold. I'll be in Detroit if you're going to come hang out with us. Doubleheader?
2: Doubleheader, Doubleheader. and an Emser race. I'll be in Pocono weekend. later this year. Doubleheader. <laughs> Doubleheader. Yeah, <this>
1: 2020. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll get there eventually. So one of the stars of the you, NBC drama, New Amsterdam, will be at Pocono this weekend. Speaking of Pocono, it's Jaco Sims, who plays Dr. Floyd Reynolds on the show. He's the honorary starter for Sunday's. Cup race and he joins us via FaceTime yes good to see you and talk to you Jocko are you excited about Pocono this weekend
3: listen Marty and Kyle I am so excited this is going to be my first NASCAR race I never imagined I'd see one in person let alone be the honorary starter so this is just too good to be true
2: okay so waving the flag so obviously Mm -hmm. then you have been a race fan before you you at least know what racing is
3: oh absolutely (laughs) listen listen when I was a kid I remember the legendary battle between Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, rest in peace, God rest his soul. It was just uh, an incredible experience, that high energy. And uh, I'm sure they changed the sport forever. And it's just uh, great to finally experience it in person.
1: So you have some tips. Do you any tips for waving the flag? Because there are techniques now. <laughs> it's not as simple as just waving a flag, Jocko.
3: Yeah. Oh, listen, yeah, I, I'm going to be I, – I threw the first pitch at the Mets <laughs> game not too long ago, right? So I did my research. And I saw that 50 cent through the worst pitch ever. So my goal was just be a little (laughs) bit better. So I'm going to do some research and see how other past actors have uh, waved that flag and just make sure I do a little bit better than them and I'll be all right.
2: You've already got it down so far. You throw the ball, you wave the flag. That's all you need to remember about all this. That's all I got to do. Yeah, don't throw
3: (laughs) the flag. So
2: tell us about your series, New Amsterdam.
3: Uh, New Amsterdam is great. It's based on the first public hospital here in New York City, actually, called Bellevue. And uh, it was based on a book, actually, that uh, the medical director, Dr. Eric Manheimer, wrote. It's called 12 Patients, Life and Death at Bellevue. He was a medical director there for 15 years. And as you know, we have a broken healthcare system here in this country. And uh, what he did, he zeroed in on that. And so um, our creators of the show, they read the book, and they figured, hey, let's not do another superhero show. Let's talk about things that people are talking about at their kitchen tables. And uh, it's based on a true story. I play Dr. Floyd Reynolds, who's the head of the cardiac surgical department. So... It's a great show.
1: That's pretty cool. You want to give us a, a little sneak peek into season
3: two? Season two, uh, let me say that there was – I hope I don't get in trouble for this. I know the uh, <laughs> publicity department is is listening carefully. Listen, there was a big uh, accident at the end of season one, mm. and maybe not everybody survives that. Mm, oh, there you mm. go. A cliffhanger, yes. we like that. Big deal. The big –
1: the biggest tip, Jocko, when you're going to weigh the flag, don't what, Kyle? Drop the flag. Don't drop it. Don't that's drop right. the flag. That's that's, that's really that's all you got to do. Don't drop the flag. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Okay. Hold on to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right there you tip. go. Make a note. Don't Make drop it
1: note. The, It's happened before. That's why yes, we it bring has it up. Happened. It's it happened. happened before. Happened. That's a fact. Like legit, right. because the <laughs> wind comes, and especially at Pocono. Look, so I'm
3: I'm gonna listen, and I heard there's some some tornadoes hitting pennsylvania so i'm gonna have to yes, hold on sir. to that flag tightly. i'm yeah. gonna put some super glue on my hand make sure i don't there drop that flag that's it us. that's it all right who'd you pick for the race listen i i know uh that the fan favorite is chase but uh i'm going for that number three man i i want awesome <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens
1: yeah, good Austin Dillon promised pick. him that he would get the they'd get to hook up. So that's, that's gonna good. be pretty I cool. I hope I can meet yeah. him, man. Austin, if you miss oh, listen,
3: listen, you better hold on to your promise. I want to meet you out there, brother.
1: <laughs> there you go, man. Hey, have fun in Pocono this weekend. You're gonna have a blast, I promise.
3: I'm looking forward to it, fellas. Thank you.
1: By the way, KP New Amsterdam coming this fall on NBC. Up next, your Twitter feedback on Let Me Say This. done here on nascar america nhl live takes you up to game two of the stanley cup final in boston here on nbcsn make sure you check that out also the nascar america debrief if you're on the phone hang on we're gonna get to your phone calls tyler has volunteered to hang out for that for a little bit
2: until his girlfriend calls yeah (laughs) she's hungry but right now nate what time is it marty kyle is back it is hashtag
1: let me say this time yes it is yes
4: let me
2: say this, example. people. Let me say this. Now I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna say this. Sorry, caller. But I'm gonna say this. And let me say this, but I'm gonna tell you. But I'm gonna tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you But I'm telling you something. And listen, I will say it forever. Okay. Never gets old, does it? Like, let never me say gets this, old. People. Tyler's never gonna
4: to say it hundred times. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> let me say this. Stephanie wants to know why are people so upset about Martin Truex Jr.'s spotter or team asking David Reagan about his position on Sunday before the restart. I,
2: I thought he. I thought it was a diss. I, I thought I, I thought it was like, hey, man, the guy's leading the race, and you're asking the guy to go to the back. That's a diss to David Reagan right. and Front Row Motorsports for me, the way I looked at it. They made a call. It was a perfect strategy for that team. Sorry. I mean, and so I think man. that's why people were upset. There any,
5: I don't understand. Yeah, I, I I can't believe someone even come up to another spotter and ask that at the end of the race. I know. Yeah. Uh, He's lucky that the 38 didn't just take him out of it completely. <laughs> that's what I would have done. That's great. a great answer. I love that's that. That's a great answer. Hashtag, add. let
4: me say this. Jeff Ramos wants to know, who is the top driver right now at Joe Gibbs Racing?
2: Um. Wow. I don't know. That's a good question. I'd say Kyle Busch, man. Kyle Busch is... Okay. Busch and Truex both have three wins? I say Busch. Okay. All right, I'm gonna say Bush. I'm
1: sorry. Um, Tyler's
4: saying, "You got
2: to go down this road and get in trouble Kyle
1: with
2: Bush. me." Answer.
4: I mean, I he's just <laughs> uh, hashtag. Let me say this. Brian Cooper wants to know: You were an underrated driver last year, and I think this is directed toward Tyler. You were an underrated driver last year. Proved not only you were a champion, but you deserve a red in
5: the Cup Series. Who do you think is an underrated driver this year? That's tough. I always, I always. I mean, he's getting a little bit of spotlight right now because of how much seat time he's had. But Ross Chastain just always. Exceeds expectation, whatever yeah. he gets in. So for me, Ross Chastain is one of those, and I'd even, even partially throw that Chase Briscoe. Uh, that's a you know he's getting settled into that new team, but he's starting to run really, really well, and he showed speed throughout the year. Right. Yeah,
4: right. Okay, okay. Finally, hashtag. Let me say this: Robert Mitchell uh, comment on our earlier discussion. Who's the best team after uh, Gibbs and Penske? SHR is still best of the rest, but their lead over Hendrick has dwindled. Is this person's opinion? Kyle says Once again, was that was an
0: opinion. We need questions. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's his statement is what he said. Oh, yeah. It's so, the yeah. so first time you've gotten to get, get smart, old show. You should let him say
1: RCR as well. Hey, thanks for watching Motor Mouse. Join us for the debrief on the Motorsports YouTube channel. NHL Live is next.